0: I have friends who call me the inspector, the detective. I mean, my family members will not allow me to be in the presence of their digital devices. (laughs) When I visit, everybody locks everything up.
1: Welcome to the Story Exchange, featuring the stories and strategies of entrepreneurial women around the world. I'm Colleen DeVace, an editor at the Story Exchange, and we'll be joined later by our co-founder, Sue Williams. All of us have special gifts that we bring this world, some more useful than others. For instance, I know how to juggle, as in three balls up in the air all at the same time, but that doesn't particularly help me in my career as a journalist. Today we're looking at Allison Chung, an entrepreneur in Chicago who has not just a special gift, but an incredible gift. She has superb numerical recall, the type of thing that could get her in a lot of trouble, say, in Las Vegas, where she could probably make a tidy sum if she were to try her hand at counting cards, which, of course, is frowned upon. Instead, Allison has funneled her phenomenal talent for numbers into her own successful business called Teamworks. She's hired by big companies to dig for digital evidence in cases that involve fraud, theft, or corruption. That often entails searching through thousands of pages of dense computer code filled with numbers, symbols, characters, and then she uses her remarkable memory to testify
0: in court as an expert witness. Here's how Allison describes it. TeamWorks is a full-service technology consulting firm with a particular focus in computer forensics. So anytime somebody asks a question, who did what when, it is probably on some digital device ready for somebody like me to dig and find what exactly happened and to tell the truth about it. Now, the flip side of having an incredible gift, especially
1: something like numerical recall, is that it often makes one stand out and sometimes not in a good way. As we'll hear later, Allison is not wired like most people. She's funny, she's exceptionally smart, but she sometimes behaves in ways that are different or eccentric or just plain odd. But somehow, she has managed to turn all of that into a competitive advantage. We wanted to find out more, so we headed to the Windy City. If you go to our website, thestoryexchange.org, you can watch a video we produce, which shows Allison at work. Today, we're going to share snippets of that conversation. This is a good story to listen to if you yourself have an unusual gift, or maybe you know someone who does, or you're simply interested in the stories of people with exceptional talent. Sometimes being different is an asset, and we hope Allison's story inspires others who are different to find their own successful paths in life. Our story begins in Hong Kong, where Allison was born and raised. She was a quiet kid, always inspecting and investigating.
0: When I was naughty and my mother would say, go to your room, I was thrilled because behind closed doors, I would be doing puzzles. And I really liked that. I mean, I always liked to work on puzzles and pretend to solve crimes and things of that nature. I read every detective novel in English and Chinese that was available. All of them were female sleuths. You could say that Nancy
1: Drew was one of Allison's earliest role models. It was during those childhood days that she noticed her head was just full of numbers.
0: As a child, I used to scan people's license plates, and then I couldn't get it out of my mind. I mean, at this point, I still remember a license plate that I saw in Hong Kong. It was AF4052. It's useless, it's not particularly, I mean, it it serves no purpose. And to me, it's like holding a space in my brain for no reason, and I can't purge it, it's terrible.
1: Eventually, Allison's parents sent her to a boarding school in England, and from there, she went on to Wellesley College in Massachusetts.
0: I went from being extremely structured in a very programmed environment, starting at 6 a.m., to 10 p.m. to complete freedom, it was very, very different. I felt a little bit lost in the beginning, but I adjusted and I found my games. Now, the
1: games she's referring to involve numbers, of course, or at least numeric strategy.
0: Every weekend, I would take the bus to MIT and I would participate in three-dimensional tic-tac-toe tournaments. Whilst other people were going on dates, I could not wait for the week to end so that I could get into the competitive games.
1: So competitive tic-tac-toe, that's probably not what most people remember about their college years. But then, we already told you, Allison isn't like most people. She went on to Stanford where she got a master's in math and then she began her career at IBM. By that time, it was around 1984, computers had become the next big thing.
0: Those were the days of the mainframes in the 360s. The computers were massive. They took over like entire rooms. During my lunch hour, I would go into the computer room and just look at these magnificent machines and (laughs) all. Some people might have gone out to the yard, to the garden and smelled the flowers, and I was just looking at the machines thinking, wow, I wonder who created and designed all of this. I loved it. I really loved it. Computers.
1: Allison had found her calling. She was good at working with computer systems, and headhunters soon heard about her reputation. She went to work at PricewaterhouseCoopers. Her first big assignment was installing computer systems in Illinois prisons to manage how inmates were paid for prison jobs. She didn't interact with the inmates, but...
0: I did get all their social security numbers. That was exciting. I had all of their social security numbers. I was like in social security heaven. And after that, she was recruited by a big Chicago law firm. The managing partner of the law firm approached me and said, we like you. Why don't you come join us? And I said, and what would I be doing here? And he said, you would be creating and running all the computers that we're going to buy. I got really excited about that. And I said... That sounds interesting. I think I'd like that. So I joined the law firm, and I was there for almost 10 years. Allison loved the job, but after a while, the stress of working for a law firm took its toll. They were very, very billing-oriented. That's fine. It is a business. But the litigators were very challenging to work with. I mean, they're very temperamental. There were people who would throw things around. I mean, literally throw phones at you uh, because they were so stressed out. And that environment, to me, was not a positive environment.
1: By 1997, she was ready to start her own consulting firm. And that's when TeamWorks was born.
0: I'd like to say that I had a business model, but I didn't have anything that formal. I just didn't. I mean, I knew what I wanted, which was I wanted a firm that had the core values that matched my personal and my professional values. And that was a time during the tech boom, so there was a lot of business to be had. So I knew that we could get business, and I just thought that we would start small and see what happens.
1: So that's the first part of Allison's story, and we'll continue in just a bit with how she got into computer forensics. By the way, she's been hired by dozens of clients at this point, and while she wouldn't disclose annual revenue, we do know that she typically bills $300 to $500 an hour, so she's making a very good living as a digital detective. But first, let's take a step back and look at Allison's unusual gift for numbers. At The Story Exchange, we always look at the unique pieces of a woman's background that make her an exceptional entrepreneur. If you've never checked out our site, please do so. It's thestoryexchange.org. We're a nonprofit media company, and we produce articles and videos about women business owners. I am being joined now by Sue Williams, co-founder of The Story Exchange, who spent a day with Allison in Chicago and produced a video profile of her for our site. Hi, Sue. Hi, Colleen. So, Sue, I'm so curious, what's Allison like in person?
2: Well, Allison is fascinating, and Allison is complicated. I first met her a number of years ago at a business lunch, and I, I was just completely fascinated by her. She told me about her obsession with numbers and how they stayed in her head, and that at times it was distracting and almost painful. Oh, wow. But there's more to Allison than numbers. You know, she's very focused and very centered. She meditates for a couple of hours every morning. She's a Buddhist. And when we went to film her at her home, she played the piano for us, and she's very gifted. It was quite beautiful. It's a way for her to relax. And she also sees that she is a bit different, and she's actually very funny about it, and she certainly doesn't try to hide it.
1: Yeah, and you know, some of the music that we're hearing in this podcast is actually Allison playing her piano. So when we were talking about her working in the Illinois prisons, I was so struck that she said she was in social security (laughs) heaven.
2: Well, it's even worse than that. So uh, listen to what she told me about meeting new people.
0: I do like to ask people what their social security numbers are, because I tend to forget their names. And so during social events, I'll say, I'm sorry, I've forgotten your name. Would you mind if I just had your social security number? And... I tend to remember numbers a lot easier than I do people's names.
2: So then you'd be at a cocktail party and you would say, hello, 1129741?
0: (laughs) I used to. It got a lot of attention. It was just easy for me.
2: (laughs) Wow, I could never do that. Me neither. Actually, Allison says she doesn't do it anymore either because people now are so worried about identity theft. So more recently when she meets people, she starts to imagine in her head... What's on their digital device? What files or photos
0: or music? Although that can be problematic, too. I've since stopped that. I mean, it got in the way. (laughs) the look kind of got in the way. People said, wow, why are you staring at me with bulging, penetrating eyes? I said, oh, no reason. It's because you're dressed so well. They said, no, you're staring. I said, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: she's very funny and seems uh, self-aware. Is there a name for what she
0: has? No, uh, not that she knows of. Somebody asked me and said, wow, you're really kind of eccentric and different. I said, well, remember that movie, The Rain Man, The Autism? There's a little bit of analogy there. I just, I'm in a different world. I think differently. I look at things differently. She's never
2: actually been diagnosed with any sort of autism, and she certainly functions very well, I mean, she's very successful. Yeah, I'm wondering, how does this help her in her line of work? Well, she's hired to do things like dig through hard drives for deleted files or to pore over boxes of documents printed with source code. Now, the average person, like me, might not enjoy doing that, but for Allison, it's a complete joy. She also uses her amazing memory to testify as an expert witness. And that's where it really comes in handy. Teamworks has been hired in more than 35 cases, and her clients have won all but one. Wow, well, that's impressive. And she likes to testify in court? Not really, no. At first, she was very intimidated by it. She's not an extrovert, but much like at parties, she likes to show off her mathematical recall. Plus, she's addicted to the judicial process. Let's listen.
0: The thrill and the ecstasy affiliated with being able to tell the truth, being able to be helpful... Being able to tell the story and being able to be of service to the clients, to me, was like when people go to Las Vegas and they win the games.
2: Well, it sounds like she's in the right line of work. Any last thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Um, Allison has a very strong moral compass. Often when she takes on a case, she won't know what she's going to find. And she's stumbled into cases of pornography and organized crime. And as soon as that happens, she backs out she refuses to work with that client. Wow, good for her. Thanks for joining us, Sue. Always a pleasure.
0: Sometimes people ask me and say, when does it get busy for you? And I say, you know, whenever there's lying, cheating, and dishonesty, it's busy. And I'm sorry to say that we're a little bit on the busy side. We've been sharing the story of Allison Chung,
1: who started TeamWorks back in 1997. We wanted to take a look now at how, a few years back, she began to specialize in computer forensics. These days, when crime is committed, chances are you can find evidence of it on an iPhone or an Android, a tablet, a laptop, a desktop computer. It turns out that Allison, with her love of computers and her years of experience at a law firm, was a natural fit for the field. We fell into the forensics.
0: I received a call from some law firm partners I had known, and they said, we need somebody to go through more than 20 boxes of computer code. The client had written a one-line 50 million write-off, and the IRS is questioning whether or not that one-line item write-off is valid,
1: Needless to say, Allison was happy to take on the project.
0: I was really excited, and all the team members, we poured over it. We looked at the box after box after box, and after three weeks, I called the partner back and I said, okay, I have the answer. And I told him what I thought had happened, and he said, oh, that sounds really good, Allison, and what are you doing tomorrow? Much to Allison's surprise
1: and dismay, the partner asked her to testify as an expert witness in the case.
0: I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're talking to a woman who doesn't talk very much? I don't market well. I'm not glib. I am not smooth. I said, I don't know what this is about, but this is sounding a little bit on the unpleasant side. What if something goes wrong? Don't worry, we're not going to blame you. Now, 15 years later, I know better than that, but that was like my first case. And I said, all right, I'll try my best. The next
1: day, Allison hopped on a plane and prepared to testify for the very first time.
0: And then we all marched over to the IRS offices, and then the door opened, and I'll never forget this. There were five men in half glasses. And they looked very stern, and they said to our legal team, good morning, who is that girl? And one of the attorneys said, oh, that's our expert. The five IRS lawyers started laughing, and they said, how much do you want to bet that we can break her down in one hour or two hours?
1: Now, Allison says she heard this comment, but she didn't really register it because her brain was more focused on the boxes of computer
0: code she needed to testify about. Well, of course, I was in my number's glory. And so the interrogation started, and the first half glasses looked at me and said, Yes, Miss Chung, our expert witness here, would you care to explain to us what happened in box number 78? And I said, Yes, I would be delighted to. And so the inquiry went on and on, it carried for several hours and box after box they would flip from 73 to 121 to be, you know, back to number four. I think it was at the end of the fourth hour, there was a question, what happened to 97? I said, oh, that was an exciting time. 97 was a good box. 97 was when There was a change in the federal rules and regulations, and the entire three modules had to be reprogrammed. And then he said, thank you. I said, but you failed to ask me about box number 162, because that's the same thing. And at that point, I smiled to myself. I knew I had them. About a month later, the
1: ruling came down, and Allison's client was victorious.
0: And then when they said we won, I was screaming for joy, and I said, give me another one, give me another one. So that's how it all started. I mean, its I'm not sure that I can even paint it in words as to what the thrill is.
1: Allison still does IT consulting. This past year, she was hired by the city of Chicago for a long-term project involving traffic violations. But... Computer forensics is truly her passion. Plus, it pays more. Remember, she always wanted to be a detective.
0: I just didn't know that I was going to be a digital detective. I kind of thought that I was going to solve mysteries, the missing bonnet. Then it became digital. It's a lot of fun. I wouldn't trade this for anything.
1: Since the recession, many of Teamwork's cases have involved corporate clients who fear that Top-level executives have stolen company secrets when they're fired or laid off. The first thing she advises those clients, keep every device that the executive has ever touched.
0: We investigate phones, smartphones. We can tell you the text messages that were sent and when they were sent, even if they're erased at times. iTouches, Macs, IBM PCs. I mean, everything that has a digital storage device.
1: While business has been good, there are, of course, some drawbacks. TeamWorks took a hit after the financial crisis when clients dragged their feet about paying bills. But far worse, Allison says her identity has been stolen and her home burglarized. It goes without saying, a lot of people don't like her prying eyes.
0: I have thought that I might be in physical danger doing this job only because of the robberies. But I'm going to continue doing what I do, and I think when it is my time, that's when it will be. I'm not fearful, no. I have taken the necessary precautions, and I think that's enough.
1: Allison now has 22 employees working for her, And she likes to hire people who remind her of herself. In fact, she told me about one of her more recent hires, a young man who showed up 20 minutes late and shaky, nervous, and sweaty. Against the advice of her team, he got the job. And he's been one of her top performers.
0: How many emails did you recover? It was over 1,000 emails. Oh, wow. And a lot of it was confidential email. Great, great.
1: So remember how we told you back at the beginning that Allison loves competitive games? Well, she still does. A few years ago, she briefly became addicted to an international computer game where she became number one in only three days. She had to remind herself that she had a company to run. In Vegas, she does not go there. Too tempting. Fortunately, she can get her kicks out of work. ¶¶
0: I mean, sometimes we are on a case and we find the evidence and our client, the attorney, says, okay, okay, Alison, that's more than enough. We have more than enough. We have a smoking gun. Please stop. And I'll say, okay. And I'll stop billing them, but I won't stop in the office. In the end, I said, you know what? This is missing piece. I want to know what happened here. And I will dig into it in the middle of the night just for my own satisfaction.
1: Join us next time to hear more stories about innovative and inspirational women doing the things you'd never dream of, or maybe you would. This has been The Story Exchange. If you like what you've heard, visit our website at thestoryexchange.org, where you'll find news, videos, and tips for women entrepreneurs. I'm Colleen DeBase. Editing help provided by Nusha Balian. Production coordinator is Michelle Ciata. Interview recorded by Sam Shin. Executive producers are Sue Williams and Victoria Wong.